Hi, my name's Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio. And today we're going to tell you about a new Broadway production. Not Broadway in New York, it's Broadway in Chicago. Paradise Square, it's a musical production playing at the Nederlander Theater. And it tells an exciting story that's over a century old, post-Civil War. It's about a notorious neighborhood, the most notorious in the country, it's in New York, five points. The setting, it's 1863, and it represents a blend of Irish immigrants and post-slavery African-Americans. It's a story that looks at history, that looks into a future not yet realized. It's a different kind of story about race relations between the Irish and Blacks that worked out well between two ethnic groups not yet accepted in America's mainstream society. Not only did they survive, they thrived as they became an accidental society. So today we've got a special show. We're going to be talking about Broadway. We're going to be talking about a new theatrical musical that's opening up in our town first, and that's Paradise Square. Garth, you are the producer, you are the man behind the scenes, your renovation skills to Chicago and taking the Oriental Theater and making it the Nederlander. Before you did Paradise, you've done Ragtime, You've done Joseph, and you've done Showboat. Paradise Square is a uh, musical set in the mid of the 19th century in New York City. It is a specific period in New York history that is dealt with that many people really don't know the story about. For about 20 years between 1845 and 1865, there was in an area called the Five Points. That was it, the community. The community where, which Dickens described as one of debauchery and poverty and so forth. It was a wretched place to live, but yet the Irish, when they came over from the Great Famine to New York, ended up residing in the Five Points, and so many freed African-Americans uh, leaving the South because of emancipation, obviously, and, and even before that, the free blacks were living as well in, in uh, the Five Points. And miraculously, these two groups found each other, and they found each other socially. They intermarried. They loved each other. They had children. And that there was a harmony found within these groups that, frankly, fulfilled in many ways the ideas of, of what the fathers of America saw for the country. And you call it an accidental society. That's what I call it. An ac in, in the marketing of the show, we call it an accidental society. And then, of course, Lincoln uh, needing desperately to bring more troops to, to the Union Army during the Civil War implemented this 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 heinous draft, first federal draft in, in American political history. And as a result, we saw the beginning of the splintering of this relationship between the Irish and the African-American. And I don't want to give away the musical, but... True but, uh, story. This is not well, fiction. The history is true. Okay. The characters are not true, but they clearly could have comfortably resided in that time. Masi, you are a lyricist. Mm -hmm. How did you, such a serious play, 
You know, I'm, I'm privileged to be a lyricist on the team with a brilliant composer, Jason Howland. And it's a really beautiful story because there's so much, there are many difficulties in the, in the time period. Race sensitive. There are a lot of things about the story that feel very similar to today, but there's also a lot of joy and there's a lot of love in this community. And I think we, we get to experience both of those things in the show. So it's been a pleasure to work on. How did you, how do you decide what music stayed and what music became new? It's a great question. I think, you know, anytime you're developing a new musical, it gets clearer over time. And so the characters become more clear. Our story now is led by Nellie. She's this free black woman who owns the saloon where all the events take place. This kind of scrappy, effusive community that that meets there. And her character has gotten a lot clearer. Christina Anderson, who's our book writer, working on, on it most closely right now, has really drawn her beautifully. And so as Nellie's story has gotten clearer and some of the other characters have gotten clearer, they wanted different music. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've, it's just been... I think really flowing from the characters and their relationships. So the characters speak to you. Absolutely. And that kind of helps shape and form. Absolutely. Eileen, you have developed Chicago's off-Broadway. Tell me why that is important for Chicago to have pre-Broadway shows. Well, Broadway in Chicago is over 20 years old now. And when we first started, the first thing they asked me was, what would make a difference for Chicago? And I immediately popped up with pre-Broadway was what would make a difference. And the reason why is because Chicago is a microcosm of over 200 theaters that many of which produce new work. In fact, sometimes people call Chicago the Silicon Valley of theater because we do so much new work. And so our audiences are very sophisticated, and they love to be a part of new work. They come in with a little bit different approach than New Yorkers come in with. They don't necessarily want to eat you alive. They really want to take in what the subject matter is and see if it fits and entertains them and if they learn something new from it. And so that's what makes it so special to be able to have our audiences see things before they go to New York. This market has always been a wonderful sounding board for every show that I've ever done here, and I I would keep coming back to Chicago forever. What was it you've worked with your choreographer, Bill T. Jones? What's that like? I mean, with the music, the lyrics, what's that like as a creator of the play? Sure. I mean, Bill T. Jones is one of the great artists of our time, and so it's just an honor to be working on a show that he has given such beautiful choreography to. There have been some moments in the process where songs have been built in the room with his presence and his ideas, and the lyrics have started to come as a result of ideas he's making with the dance. There's a scene in particular where we have a number of black dock workers working down at the docks uh, in Manhattan, and they're they're lifting all this heavy cargo and there's a dance that goes along with that and the song started to grow from the dance from his vision as well in that moment wow that's incredible my mentor in theater was the leading genius in terms of musical theater in the 20th century hal prince hal and i got together the first time on phantom of the opera but after that we began to do shows together like kiss of the spider woman and Showboat and, and Candide and so forth. 
And then finally, Parade was the last show we did together. And he, he said to me early on, he said, you know, you have a lot to contribute to the theater. And if you're going to do it with the passion that you seem to manifest, make it count. Mm. Say something important. Mm. Provoke the audience. Mm. You know, let them think about the experience that they've been through. He focused me really in, in understanding the importance of looking at serious subject matter. That doesn't mean serious to the point of, of depression or taking the exhilaration of theater out of the evening. But it was, it's, it's serious in terms of the relevance of the story and, and that the audience could walk away with something meaningful in their lives. And uh, this show, I think, is, is, is very much within that set of parameters. We're talking about a wonderful play coming to Chicago. We'll be right back. To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Here's to those who refuse to accept they're only human. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, proud server of the most advanced machine on earth. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. For all the journeys ahead, go with a partner who's been there from the beginning. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities well into the future. Enroll at bcbsil.com. Eileen, how do you choose which plays to bring to Chicago? Well, you know, our mantra is Broadway. So basically we take, we hope to get everything before it goes to Broadway, everything as soon as it's opened on Broadway. So we, we don't want to be two years down the road receiving one of the biggest shows on Broadway. We want to be either have it in before it goes to Broadway or right after it goes to Broadway. So that has a lot to do with what we choose. And then we also have five theaters, so and we have a very diverse audience. So we want to have many titles that will help lots of audience members enjoy theater and maybe go to others. Marcy, how do you travel New York, Chicago? You know, it's, I have to say when I first started teaching at Northwestern and came out to Chicago more, it was just so amazing to have that sense of space, you know, to see the lake and to feel like you can breathe a little bit. I love New York. It's close to my heart, but there are things that I would not trade. And so it's just been a joy being able to be back here I think after a little bit of New York, you're ready to come back to Chicago. I teach in the theater department. I'm in the music theater program, and I also teach in the Ph.D. in theater. But I really love what I do because I get to teach music theater history and music theater writing and performance. 
And that's part of why I love this show so much. It's because it brings the history right into it. I mean, the conversations that we're having about the origins of musical theater and the music that was being heard at the time of this show, those are the kind of conversations I have with my students. We have a complicated past with this art form. It's very messy. There are topics of appropriations all throughout its history, and we deal with that in the show. Those are some of the things I teach, and I feel like it, it kind of blends seamlessly. So what do you want people to leave the theater with after viewing the show? What do you want the take to be? I think, you know, our director Moises has been saying we want to honor the people of this time. We want to honor their stories. A lot of people don't know about this history. I think, as Garth is saying, there's, there's a promise there, knowing that there was a time where people lived together, loved together, it can be done. It is possible. And that the racial strife was exactly. not there. Well, in, until, until it started to feel some tensions on it. But there, there was this moment where it was possible. And I think that can be inspiring for us and can also be very, help us be very clear-eyed. Look about the fact that it's over a century later and, we're, and we are still having the same conversations. What are we going to do if we actually want to recapture what they had in their time? I, I think one... One thing that has become clear to me is that our story began, in my estimation, the long arc of the civil rights movement in America. Mm. And, and that movement is not completed yet. The struggle is not over. It will be won. I'm confident that that, that will happen. Frankly, every time I come back to Chicago, and I see the, the audiences and the nightlife and the, the vivacity of the city, as diverse as it is, works so well together in so many ways. For me, having an audience as large and diverse as ours be able to experience history that they didn't understand or didn't know about, and to be able to walk out and realize that progress is a continuum and there's only hope and the future for us to create. This 20 city block area somehow became this remarkable melting pot of all of these cultures. And it's manifest, of course, in, in, in the choreography in the show more as much as anything. The kick dance of the Irish, the juba of the African-American, and you put the two together and tap was found in the five points. And so now we gotta take a commercial break. We're at that point, and then we'll be right back. To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Technology is meant to make our lives better, especially when it makes them easier, happier, and healthier. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com.
That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. From preventive cancer screenings and diabetes care to hypertension and behavioral health management, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. So Chicago's dynamic, our, our ethnic dynamic. Completely. Remember, the decision that I had to make was coming out of COVID, the end of last year, A, whether there was going to be a return of theater in the fall of 2021, and what city to come to. And I've had a relationship with uh, Eileen and, and Broadway in Chicago directly and indirectly for well over 20 years. And I've embraced this city and this city's embraced me and everything I've ever done so beautifully. There was an immediate decision that I made that it had to be Chicago. Chicago had was, to be was Chicago. your city. Absolutely. So one of the difference between the Chicago play and the New York play. You know, because we've had three and a half years of Wicked and three years of Book of Mormon and three years of uh, Hamilton. So we want to change that dynamic. Okay. But that's the way New York, that's the way Broadway was built. So we're rebuilding Chicago in that fashion, and, and tourism is so important to that. Mm-hmm. The pre-Broadways can't stay here forever, although we'd love them to, because they have a road to take. The ones that come to Chicago first, like we did with Hamilton, like we did with Wicked, which we were the first city to get them after they opened in New York, that can be open for a longer run. So do you, let's, let's talk a little bit about community theater, because we've got a lot of community theater here. Do you interact and work with community theater? We do. We work a lot. As a matter of fact, you know, we partner with a lot of the theaters in the city of Chicago, and we work together. For instance, all the COVID protocol came out of working with a consortium of performing arts centers in Chicago, both very small theaters to very large lyric, symphony, Joffrey, all worked together to create those protocol that would have us come back and be get open and stay open. And then the other way is through the League of Chicago Theaters, of which I was one of the original members of the League of Chicago Theaters, and I'm on the board. And that is unique to Chicago because we have the largest theater companies like Broadway in Chicago and the smallest storefront theaters that work together. And we have more alike than we have different. So, Garth, as you you look at plays, as you look at what to take to the national big stage, do you find things in the community theaters that you might want to... Generally, generally no. Although, in the case of the the, the 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 development of Paradise Square, the first place we took the show to was Berkeley, California. Okay. And when they have a tremendously vibrant theater in Berkeley, and that is where we really did a lot of developmental work, great work, at a a very protected environment, 
economically responsible environment. And uh, I would do that again, for sure. I've always tried to initiate my own projects or projects come to me usually in weird ways. You know, I'm having dinner and all of a sudden somebody says something and boom, there's a new musical like, maybe. Did you see this play or tell well, you about something? It even gets even crazier than that. Recently I had dinner in New York with a music executive and he was telling me the history of a very important composer who had similar health issues as I had when I was a young man. And um, he thought that I might be interested in his story as a musical. And sure enough, I started reviewing documentary material and you never know, it may happen. It may happen. Yeah. So do you reach out to the community theaters? Yeah, I mean, I do also want to echo some of what has already been said about just the vibrant theater scene in Chicago and all the storefront theaters. It's part of what makes the the theater going audience is so amazing for a show like Paradise Square is because they've been trained up on all these other shows and it's a great training ground for artists as well so certainly our students at Northwestern find opportunities to work in so many theaters across the city so um, I can certainly say that I I do have a couple other projects I'm working on I don't know I don't know how much I should say but I I am also a lyricist on a musical adaptation of the film Monsoon Wedding by Mira Nair it's a beautiful film set in Delhi, India, that will be in London in a year or so. And then I have a couple original musicals that I write music for as well. That are yours? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you so very much. I look so forward. Thank Thank you for bringing Paradise Square to Chicago first. It's my my pleasure and, and honor to do so. Thank you. New York City, 1863. The country is divided over immigration, racial tensions, and political ideology. The chaos of the Civil War rages on in the heart of the Five Point Slum. But in this neighborhood, something extraordinary is occurring. Three born blacks and those who escaped slavery are living, working, and intermarrying with newly arrived Irish immigrants. A new music and dance flourishes. A new culture is created from an accidental society. 